We are deep into football season at this time of year when Friday night lights bring players and coaches and cheerleaders and bands onto the field and parents and fans into the bleachers. And as the scheduled games come to an end and we look forward to playoffs, we ought to take a look at football itself. Games aren't without spiritual meaning, which is more than saying that a lot of people pray for their teams to make the winning score. Indeed, one of my favorite graduate school professors gave a long lecture on game theory in light of death and dying. The gist was that the game, whatever the game is, was a rehearsal for death and dying because no matter how good our strategy or how skillful our, skillful our cheating, the game always wins. Ultimately, we can't cheat the game and we can't cheat the rules of life and death. So this Sunday, even as our Seton Sunday Bulletin continues its series on the Last Judgment, it seemed appropriate to extract some of the rules of the game and apply them to what is the most important action of our life. So let's look, hopefully with some humor, at how penalties might be extrapolated from football and applied to the Mass. Now please note that although we have high-definition cameras here at Mass, the feed is sent to the nursing mother's room and to the nursery and into Father Manitti Hall for overflow Masses when we have crowds on holidays, we will not be having video review of penalties during Mass. First penalty, and this will be covered in Usher's school from now on. You come into Mass after the opening hymn has started. <whistles> delay of game. It's an automatic 10-pew penalty. Move, wherever you sit, the ushers will move you 10 pews forward, and the clock does not stop. Refusing to move into the pews to make room for a fellow worshiper. <whistles> Unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> Refusing to join in singing a hymn or singing an acclamation during Mass. <whistles> Incomplete pass. You're not catching the movement of the Holy Spirit. It's passed to you. You missed it. Incomplete. Walking around during the consecration of the Mass instead of kneeling until consecration is finished. Illegal motion. <laughs> Offering the sign of peace before the deacon has invited us to. False start. <laughs> Offering the sign of peace when you know you are ill illegal use of hands. <laughs> when you come up to receive our Lord in Holy Communion, and either you come up with both hands outstretched or hands and tongue outstretched, <laughs> or you don't receive our Lord but you reach out with your fingers to take him. We don't take the Lord, we receive the Lord 
pass interference. Coming to Holy Communion with both hands out or switching your hands or confusing the minister, illegal substitution. <laughs> Leaving Mass before the final hymn is concluded, intentional grounding. <laughs> the grace of the Mass has been given to you and you're throwing it away intentional grounding. That's an automatic first down, or let's put it this way, an automatic first verse. You go for the door, we're going to start the hymn over again. <laughs> the rules of the game are there for a reason. Good sportsmanship, good team playing, and as is often said, there's no I in church. All right, that's not often said, but there's no I in team, but there is still no I in church. You're not here for yourself. You're not here to come in as late as you want to come in or leave as early as you want to leave. You're here for everybody else. You're here to be part of the community at prayer. You're here to share the gifts that God has given us. We're here to let everyone in this room know how important faith and God and prayer is and the good work God is doing in your life so that they might open their lives to the good work God can do in their lives. All right, maybe the ushers will not be uh, blowing the whistle because they might blow it during the middle of my homily and I don't like that. Um, but keep in mind, good decorum is not just for football fields. Good decorum is for the church as well.